away. A three-point deficit for the Lakers. From the logo, the logo, SGA knocks it down. Wow. <laughs> I don't even understand the shot myself, though. That's the only thing that counts, and I mean literally a logo shot. The thunder go up. 101-96. What's up, what's up, what's up, L.A. basketball fans? This is your boy, L.A. Ray Harris of L.A. Courtside Podcast. As I listen to a little cameo, I just want to be. This podcast is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and is sponsored by DraftKings.com. And that little clip you just heard, Shay Gilgis Alexander, the new Laker killer, henceforth to be called by myself, Shay Gill, as he put another dagger in the L.A. Lakers for the second time this year. How in the world are we losing to the Oklahoma City Thunder? They have won two games all year, both against the L.A. Lakers. The first game on October 27th, OKC was down, oh, what was it, 26 points, I believe it was, 26 points. Came back and won that game, 123 to 115. As you remember, that's the game where Russ got ticked off by Baisley when he dunked that ball at the end of the game. Next thing you know, Lakers win three straight. They win against Cleveland, two games against Houston. LeBron James suffers an abdominal strain. And then here comes Oklahoma City again. And what happens again? Shea Gill, the dagger from half court. I mean, did you see the look on LeBron James' face when he hit that shot? LeBron had an incredulous look on his face. We all know LeBron James have done that too in the past. Uh, where he's been on opposing uh, arena floors and have shot the ball from half court. Some people think that's hot dogging it a little bit. I didn't see Russell Westbrook go after Shea Gill when he did that. I think that was a little shot at LeBron James. I mean, it was like a minute and 15, minute 19 seconds left, something like that. And OKC was up by three. And that shot was kind of early in the shot clock. I mean, it was a dagger, and he was on the logo. I believe he was on the L of part of the Laker name. But in any event, OKC seems like so far anyway, this year, they seem to have the Lakers number. Though Twitter's fear last night was just, they were out of their minds. How can we lose to OKC? Why is this happening? This is crazy. Russell Westbrook again, I tell you. Get ready for a long, long ride this season, folks, for the Lakers. A long ride. It's going to be like a roller coaster until everything smooths out. Up and down, up and down, a corkscrew. Up, down, upside down, sideways. You know, the first couple of games, they was ready to ship Russell Westbrook out of town. Then he started playing well. The Lakers have won, before this game, five out of their last six games. Again, the only loss was against OKC. They beat Memphis. They beat San Antonio in overtime. They beat a game Cleveland team. They beat Houston twice. The second game against Houston was close, 119 to 117. That game was pretty close. And then again, LeBron James gets injured, and here comes the nemesis, OKC. 
So Russell Westbrook, going back to him, in that last shot attempt, not the last one he shot the three and missed, but the one before that, when he was going to drive to the basket, at least he was attempting to, that particular play showed that Russell Westbrook, and this is not a knock on him because everybody knows Russell Westbrook's game. He's not a true point guard in the point guard sense, let's say. He was not looking to pass that ball. He lost the ball and he turned it over. But if he had the, some true point guard instincts, he just saw Austin Reeves was right behind him, behind the three-point line. Hey, I'm trusting the rookie to, to jack that pill up, baby. I'm trusting Austin Reeves to jack that shot up and shoot that shot. Whether or not Reeves was hitting from three all game long or not, kid has some confidence. Russell Westbrook was not looking his way or any other player's way at all. He was determined to go in there and take that shot. And then the, the three-point shot that he attempted was off the rim as well. So, hey, hey, folks, fans, L.A., Lake Show, Laker Nation, this is what you got with Russell Westbrook. You're just going to have to ride that wave up and down, up and down the waves like you're on the Pacific Ocean. Up and down, baby. This is what you're going to get from Westbrook. Once he came to the Lakers, it wasn't like he was going to change his game. He's not going to change his game. He's going to look to score. He's going to look to drive to the basket. He doesn't have that point guard instinct. He's just a point guard in name. He's really a, a I would say, more of a power forward. He's not even a shooting guard. He's more like a power forward. You know, the guy's, you know, pretty muscular guy. He's not, you know, as tall as some power forwards are, but his type of game is a power forward type of game. So forget the moniker that he's a point guard. He's he's just he's just a guy. You know, the NBA is positionless anyway. You know, he's he's one of five guys that can play. And the guy can play. He's a walking triple double. But with Westbrook, you have to take the good with the bad. And last night, you've seen some of the bad, even though he was scoring pretty well. So now, again, we've had some games where LeBron James has been out and Russell Westbrook seems to be taking over in those games. So, you know, again, how's that going to look when LeBron James comes back? Okay, that, that's the question that the, the Lakers are going to have to answer. We still haven't had any answers as to how these two players will will be playing with each other. What kind of cohesion will they have? You know, once the middle of the season comes along, you know, the dog days of uh, February and March, you know, how's that going to look? How are these two guys going to uh, complement each other? It's, it's going to be very, very interesting to see. We, we don't know the answer to that yet, folks. We really don't. You know, so again, uh, his best games, I'm speaking of Westbrook again, were games that LeBron James did not play in. So this particular game last night, for example, Westbrook was 10 out of 23 in 35 minutes. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. 10 out of 23 is not bad. Three out of six from uh, from beyond the arc. For Russell Westbrook, that's outstanding. 50% outstanding. When he makes those shots like that, you figure, man, why can't he be more consistent in that? The shot looks pretty smooth on occasion, but sometimes it looks helter-skelter. You know, herky-jerky. But last night, he was pretty smooth with that shot. He had six rebounds, five assists. Only four turnovers. That's pretty good for him. 
Played a very, very good game without LeBron James out there. Anthony Davis, again, continues his stellar play. Uh, there was a point, though, in the first half where, you know, Anthony Davis started off the game on fire. And then for some reason, the Lakers kind of got away from him. But he still was able to score 29 points. You know, picked it up in the second half. He had another injury again. He, this time, <laughs> this time he uh, looks like he jammed his thumb. And it was one of those deals, again, where, you know, you look at Anthony Davis and say, oh, come on, man, again, again, you know, the jam thumb. They had to take him back to the locker room. And they put a little, I don't know, it looked like a little thumb sling or something on it. And he came back out and continued to play well. He also had 18 rebounds in this game, five assists. So Anthony Davis is playing well himself. Now the rest of the Laker crew, the, the, the clan, I call them, Baysmore, 22 minutes, only two points. Laker fans are starting to get a little disenchanted with Mr. Baysmore. Now, I'm the type that, you know, we've only played a few games here at the beginning of the year. You know, Baysmore is an NBA player. He's not a scrub, you know, technically. But, you know, in the Lakers fans' eyes, he's not doing much at all. We're on, we're on Baysmore watch. My man, Laker Guru, that be on Twitter a lot. He says we're on Baysmore watch. So he continues to start. He continues to start. He plays very, very good defense, but his offense is kind of suspect. 0 of 4 from the field, 0 of 2 from behind the arc. Made a couple of free throws, and that was about it on the offense for Mr. Baysmore. Avery Bradley played a decent game, 32 minutes, 4 out of 7 from the field, 1 of 2 from behind the arc for 9 points. Now this center position for the Lakers as of, as of right now, anyway, they're not getting much offensively from DeAndre Jordan and the Dwight Howard combination. Jordan only played 14 minutes, only scored a point. Howard played uh, only eight minutes and scored two points. And Jordan only played 14 minutes and Howard eight. So that tells you that the Lakers were going small. Carmelo Anthony played 32 minutes and the rookie Austin Reeves 22 so the Lakers were pretty much going small in this game. Carmelo Anthony continued his stellar play by playing 32 minutes and 8 out of 18 from the field. 5 out of 10 from beyond the arc for 21 points. Carmelo was starting to get a huge, huge following in L.A. They love the guy. Love Mar Ray, Carmelo Anthony. When he shoots that three ball, you can, you can hear the the excitement in the Lakers' voices when he jacks up those threes. Even the announcers. Carmelo Anthony for three. And if he makes it, oh, look out. Everybody's doing cartwheels. If he misses, you'll hear the all type of deal. But Carmelo is doing exactly what the Lakers brought him in to do. And it is really, really good to see. Really good to see. His defense hasn't been bad either. Six rebounds, a couple of assists. Couple of steals, one block, not bad, not bad defensively for uh, for Carmelo Anthony. Rajon Rondo got to get him going offensively though. He missed he missed a couple of layups that he would normally make when he drives to the basket, and he, these were like left-handed layups, but that he would normally make. He played 15 minutes, was 0-4 from the field, uh, no points. And Malik Monk is still trying to find his way. 13 minutes, one out of three for two points. Malik Monk. Seems to be a little disenchanted with his minutes that he's been getting so far. But, you know, if you're not playing defense on uh, Frank Vogel's team, you're not going to get that many minutes. You know, you have to at least give an effort. 
that you're you're trying to play some defense. Even Carmelo Anthony, as I just mentioned, you know, he's he's trying his best to play defensively. We all know Carmelo is not the best defensive player in the world, but on Frank Vogel's team, he's playing a little bit better defense than he's played in the past. Wayne Ellington um, got his first extended minutes. Well, he only played nine minutes. He was only one of six from the field, uh, that one three-point shot. He was one of five from beyond the arc. It's going to take him a minute to get acclimated back to this Lakers team. But with that guy, folks, don't worry about Wayne Ellington. He can shoot the ball. That's another guy on Twitter where they're ready to get rid of him already. Wayne Ellington, he's garbage. Get rid of him. Folks, the guy just came back from injury. Give him a break, Laker fans. Lake Show, Laker Nation. Guy just got back from an injury. Wayne Ellington would be fine. He's a spot-up three-point shooter. That's pretty much what he is. And once he gets into a groove, you will be happy with Wayne Ellington at the end of the day. But at this point in the season, the Lakers, you know, with the injuries, you got LeBron out again. THT is still out. Kendrick Nunn is still out. And Trevor Reza is still out. Trevor Reza is the guy they really, really need back, really. But that's not going to happen for a while. You stick him in that starting lineup, man, you're really cooking at that point. Or even if you stuck THT in the starting lineup. Or, or Kendrick Nunn, for that matter, either one of the three over uh, possibly Bazemore. And just have Bazemore come off the bench. But as of right now, the Lakers have to play who they have. And with LeBron James out, your starters are going to continue to be Anthony Davis, Bazemore, Jordan, Westbrook, and Bradley. That's what you got. Unless, unless they start Austin Reeves ahead of Bradley. I don't think that's going to happen. They're going to keep bringing a rookie off the bench. And Austin Reeves, I tell you, again, I had to pump the brakes on him. He is a rookie. He's an undrafted rookie, but he's not afraid at the moment. He is not afraid at all. Eight points, three out of six from the field, two of uh, five from beyond the arc. Kid's not shy at all. That's why Westbrook, when he uh, did that turnover at the end of the OKC game, and Austin Reeves, if he'd have looked behind him, like most point guards do when they're, you know, running up the court, they kind of, you know, take a little peek and see what's going on behind them. And if he saw, if he would have seen Austin Reeves trailing that play, all he had to do was turn around, kick it back to Austin Reeves. There was nobody around Austin Reeves at all. And he jacks up the three and he, and, and, and ties that game. But it turned out again that, that uh, Westbrook turned the ball over on that particular play. But, OKC, man, they just they just have the number. Again, I, I posted this on Twitter where a lot of folks were saying, hey, what what the hell? OKC, they just, they, you know, they're not afraid. Shea Gill just Alexander again. Shea Gill, henceforth named Shea Gill. 39 minutes, 9 out of 17 from the field, 4 of 7 from beyond the arc, 28 points, 6 assists. This kid is not afraid at all. And it seems like he loves playing against the Lakers. He's out there having fun. He's laughing. He's giggling. He's high-fiving. And it seems like he's he's uh, like a leader type of guy. You know, I think at one point in the game, they were the two teams were getting some kind of scuffle. And, you know, uh, Shea Gill just came up there and, you know, kind of separated them a little bit. You know, told his players, hey, you know, we're, we're trying to win this game, man. I can't afford to have you thrown out of a game. So, He's playing a role of a of a leader on a very, very young team. They are the youngest team in the league, OKC. And so far this year, they are two and six. Two wins, six losses, both wins, of course, against the Lakers. 
Now, you don't have the Lakers don't have to worry about, at least I don't think so. They don't have to worry about facing OKC in the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? That team's not going to make the playoffs. But the Lakers are going to have to face them some more, you know, throughout this season, probably a couple more times at least. So it's going to be uh, very, very interesting. It's almost like it's almost like a rivalry thing type of brewing here, uh, you know, especially after that first game when when uh, Westbrook went after Baisley. So this OKC team, they look forward to playing against the Lake Show. And, 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 and I mentioned in my last episode, I think it was Jay Williams, Jay Will. He said these young teams in the league, they look forward to playing the Lakers. You know, this is a different era of basketball. These young kids, man, they come in and, you know, they're not they're just not afraid of the moment. They're going to come in. They're going to jack it up. They hear all the stories about, you know, Lakers have, what, five future Hall of Famers or whatever it is. They're a little older. You know, they have all these guys, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Westbrook, Carmelo, Anthony, Rajon Rondo, all those guys are Hall of Famers, probably Dwight Howard as well. So those young kids, man, they come in there and they look forward to playing the Lakers. You can tell it in OKC, the way they play. They look forward to playing with this team against the Lakers. You know, Baisley, 6 out of 11 from the field, 14 points. Dort scored 17 points. You know, Giddy, you know, the young kid from Australia, he didn't have a, a great game. He only scored five points. I like the way that kid plays. He had eight assists, though. He has a little flair to his game. Kind of like the way he plays. So, in terms of the Lakers, though, again, these teams are going to come in. They're not going to be afraid of the L.A. Lakers. And the Lakers, they're going to have to understand, you just can't roll the basketball out and say, oh, yep, we got five Hall of Famers. We're playing a team that's the youngest team in the league. They don't have that much talent. We can win. You blew a 26-point lead against the Thunder, and you blew a 19-point lead against the Thunder. Okay? So, hey, don't 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 go out there thinking that all these wins are going to be automatic. And we can't say that, well, LeBron James didn't play. Because if we get to that point where we're saying, hey, the Lakers are losing this game because LeBron James is not there, okay, then what's the point in having all these other guys, all these other Hall of Famers? You mean you can't beat OKC without with, with Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Rajon Rondo, Dwight Howard, Malik Monk, Ellington, Bradley, Jordan? Pays more, OKC shouldn't be a problem, especially at the Staples Center. At the Staples Center, should not be a problem. I told you guys, hey, on my podcast, L.A. Ray Courtside Pod, I tell it like it T.I. is, baby. That's with the Lakers or the Clippers. If they stink it up, I'm going to let you know they stink it up. And let's go on to the next one, to the next one. You had no business losing to OKC, especially at the Staples Center. And it doesn't have anything to do with LeBron James not playing so you know the Lakers are gonna you know pick yourself up from your bootstraps man and 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 you know get back in there on to the next one uh next game is Saturday November 6th at Portland it's not good that's definitely not gonna be a gimme you know Damie Dane will be up for that game him and CJ McCullum they are they're gonna be up for that game then they come back home and play Charlotte I mentioned this too I put this on Twitter last night seems like the Lakers are never on the road it's like 12 of their first 15 games or so up to that Oklahoma City game was at the Staples Center. Now they go to Portland, and then they come right back home to the Staples Center and play Charlotte, Miami, Minnesota, San Antonio, and Chicago all at home before they go on a long East Coast trip 
on November 17th, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Greek Freak. So the Lakers, have, they have plenty of home games here to try to, you know, pad a nice little record. LeBron James, I believe, is going to be out for a week or so. So he should be back by the time they play probably the Bulls somewhere around November the 15th area. He should be back or maybe even before then knowing LeBron James. So just because LeBron James is not out there, Lakers, pick up the pace, baby. Next man up. Next man up. Okay, you should win. You can win these games without LeBron James, especially against the Oklahoma City Thunder. But, you know, lately, Shea Gill has something to say about that. So I'm going to leave it right there with the uh, with the L.A. Lakers. Not worried about the Lakers per se. You know, they just have to to get out of that mindset of rolling those basketballs out and just thinking they're going to walk over everybody and then stop losing these large leads that they have. So, again, I'm going to leave it right there with the L.A. Lakers. And before I go into my second segment around the NBA, here's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. The NBA is back, and at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So why not make your roster Washington, 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 and oh yeah, Washington. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skinned in the game with new same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more lays you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. My favorite song of all time, of course. Again, welcome back to the second segment, uh, L.A. Ray from L.A. Ray Courtside. The podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com. This trip around the NBA here, this train is going to stop real quick in San Francisco. Just want to touch on the Golden State Warriors. I read somewhere, I forget what publication it was, and it asked a question. Should teams be scared of the Golden State Warriors? Well, the answer to that question is hell yeah, they should. Hell yeah, they should. Golden State has gotten off to a hot 6-1 start. Their only loss was against the Memphis Grizzlies in overtime. And they are balling out. This team will definitely be a factor in the West. And I'm not so sure if people thought that at the beginning of the year. But you can tell by the way that they're playing. They're going to be tough to beat especially if you got a guy like Jordan Poole who's playing out of his mind right now 
This last game against Charlotte, Jordan Poole played 32 minutes, 11 out of 21 from the field, 7 out of 16 from beyond the arc, 31 points. He was plus 28 in the plus minus column when he was on the floor. A couple of points right above Draymond Green, he was plus 26. I mean, Jordan Poole from the University of Michigan. You know I'm from Detroit, folks. I got to rep, rep the folks from the Motor City, baby. Jordan Poole, 31 big points. Steph Curry did not play all that well in that game against Charlotte. 35 minutes, he was only 6 out of 15 from the field, only 3 out of 11 from beyond the arc. He did have 8 rebounds and 9 assists, though. Steph Curry is, is, is getting a lot of rebounds lately, or this season, I should say. 8, 9, 10. Every time you look at the box score, he's got like 8, 9, 10 rebounds. Draymond Green had 10 rebounds himself. But you look at this Golden State team, they just have scorers all over the place, and they don't have Klay Thompson yet. I'm not rushing Klay Thompson back if I'm the Golden State Warriors. Hell, he can. they can wait until after Christmas to bring him back, as far as I'm concerned. They don't even really need the guy right now. You have Andrew Wiggins on the team. I'm not a huge Andrew Wiggins type guy. Andrew Wiggins from, you know, the Canadian assassin. I'll take Shea Gill over Andrew Wiggins any day of the week. They're both from Canada. Shea Gill is from Toronto. I'd take him over Wiggins, but Wiggins is a very good player in his own right. He can shoot the ball when he gets hot as well. And then, you know, you have coming off the bench, you have Damian Lee that's averaging 14 points a game coming off the bench. He had 15 against Charlotte. Damian Lee, I believe he went to Drexel. Five out of eight from the field. Three of four from beyond the arc. 15 points. You know, Otto Porter Jr. You know, bring him in for a little toughness and, and, and rebounding. You got Iguodala. We all know what Iguodala can do. We all know what he can do. Veteran presence in the locker room. He still can shoot the ball. Tough guy. Gets rebounds. This team, I'm telling you, you look up and down. You know, Gary Payton the second. He was the DraftKings dunker of the week. 17 minutes. Six out of nine from the field. 14 points. And again, Clay Thompson's not even back. James Wiseman is not even back. You know, you got Kevin Looney still on this team. Six rebounds, seven points. This team is well put together. So to answer that question in whatever publication I was reading that from, should uh, teams in the West be scared of the Golden State Warriors? Hell yeah, they should. Nobody wants to play them in the playoffs. I can tell you that right now. Nobody wants to play them in the playoffs. Because when they start shooting those threes and if they're hitting them, now you have to try to match three-point shot for three-point shot. It's not going to happen, folks. Golden State will blow you right out of the gym. It just will not happen. This game against Charlotte, Charlotte was 10 out of 36 from the field. Horrible shooting percentage from beyond the arc, 27.8%. They was trying to match that three-point output uh, that Golden State was jacking up there. Not going to do it. You're just, you're just simply not going to do it. You won't be able to hang in there shooting threes with the Golden State Warriors. Miles Bridges had a very, very good game, by the way. 12 out of 22 for Charlotte for 32 points. Had a very good game uh, against the Warriors. Melo Ball didn't do all that much. Only 5 out of 14 from the field or 6 from beyond the arc for 14 points. But they just did not have enough to defeat the Golden State Warriors. So, Western Conference teams, including the Lakers, including the Clippers, including the Utah Jazz, the, the Denver Nuggets, the Portland Trail Blazers, you know, whoever is, is thinking about coming out of the West 
and representing the Western Conference in the uh, NBA Finals, you better add Golden State to that mix and hopefully avoid them in the playoffs. So that's my uh, NBA input from going around the league that one stop there in San Francisco. So with that, L.A. fans, I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you again for listening to L.A. Corsat Podcast. And if you don't want to miss any further episodes, uh, whatever platform you get your podcast from, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast from, you can find L.A. Corsat Podcast. And again, I'd like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network for putting on this podcast and thank our sponsor, DraftKings.com. And if you want to join DraftKings.com to start placing some bets on these basketball games, make sure that you put in promo code TBPN. That stands for the Basketball Podcast Network. Again, promo code TBPN. And with that, Los Angeles, until the next episode of LA Courtside, peace.